Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, DOD UFO Power Grab. That's correct, we're talking about the Department of Defense UFO Power Grab and what's been going on lately there. Now the first article comes to us from AlienNews.UK and I thought this was one of the best articles that I've read on this whole saga of ATIP, Louis Elizondo, the evolving stories about the uh, Navy fighter uh, cockpit videos that have been circulating now for a few years online, and also what's been happening with the Senate Subcommittee on Intelligence and the promise that the Department of Defense would be in charge of a new UFO investigative task force. Now, the story over this whole subject had been back and forth for a couple of years now. First, the DOD comes out and tells us that uh, ATIP was a total figment of somebody's imagination. Then we're told, no, in fact, Elizondo was in charge of ATIP. Then they throw this poor guy under the bus again. It's been a back-and-forth situation here, like a giant boa constrictor, constricting, then letting loose, letting some facts slip out. People become hopeful. They think that UFO disclosure is just around the corner. And just about that time, the DOD constricts again, squeezing the life out of any possibility of disclosure, telling us that they're going to exert more control over the investigative powers as far as the UFO phenomena is concerned. Then they release, then they constrict. Some journalists have got to the point where they've really gotten frustrated and called out the individual spokespeople involved in this whole situation. So I want to look at this article here today titled Pentagon Can't Keep Their Story Straight on UFOs UAP by Alien News. It came out today, August 23rd. And then I got a couple articles that are tangential to this I think that we really should look at because I feel like it's important that when we're discussing what's happening between the U.S. government, arguably the deep state, and the UFO phenomena as far as we as interested parties are concerned, it's important to take a look at the individual players. So many times, uh, the bureaucrats can simply hide behind the agency that they work for, and they are never held accountable. They're never questioned. We don't even take a look at some of the weird things that are going on behind the scenes, and also not so behind the scenes. So let's start off with this first article. It says, the Pentagon's public relations officers have a terrible track record when it comes to recent UFO, UAP information. There has been a lot of confusion generated by the response the Department of Defense has provided journalists and researchers regarding the secretive Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, AATIP, otherwise ATIP, that investigated unidentified aerial phenomena, aka UFOs, they have flip-flopped on several issues and provided information that conflicts with statements from individuals who worked with the program. In some cases, the DOD has given answers counter to what former Senator Harry Reid, who founded the program, has claimed. Now remember, we did a couple podcasts on that about how even uh, Harry, Harry Reid seems to have been thrown under the bus, and it almost looks like maybe he's been forced to backtrack some of the comments that he allegedly made in regard to these vehicles not of this world. It seems as though the story keeps trying to bubble to the surface that the Defense Department is in possession of off-world vehicles. 
and they keep trying to deny it, even though their own contractors keep repeating it over and over again. Now it says, what, was, what has transpired, or more accurately, what hasn't transpired over the last six months, leaves me with no confidence or trust in this official representing the DOD on the issue, UAPs, writes defense journalist Tyler Rugaway. My experience is not unique in any way. Others who are working this story have had similar experiences almost to a laughable degree. Rugaway writes for the War Zone. Now, if you listen to this podcast at all, you know that we use the War Zone as a source from time to time. And you, there's a lot of really good material on there. Uh, superly well researched uh, and just a, a, an awesome source for anybody who's into the whole UFO thing. So when this guy says he's having trouble with the Pentagon spokesperson and he's really complaining about it, it gets my attention. This, this, this is not a lightweight, um, it's not a lightweight news outlet. The War Zone really does some good in-depth work. It says, Rugway writes for the for the War Zone, it's a section of it of the online automobile magazine, The Drive, covering defense technology. He works with military public information officers regularly on a variety of topics. For the past few years, he has taken an interest in recent UAP news and the potential that the unidentified objects spotted by jet fighter pilots could be extremely advanced technology developed in secret. As Rugaway mentioned, other journalists have also found the DOD's response abnormal. In a recent interview, I asked senior national correspondent for political, Brian Bender, his thoughts on the DOD public response and backpedaling. He says, It is strange some of the things that the Pentagon put out publicly that just didn't ring right, and, as you said, they have backtracked. To set the stage, we should note that before media coverage on ATIP in 2017, excuse me, December 2017, the U.S. government denied taking UFO encounters seriously. As I reviewed in a previous article about the decades of U.S. government gaslighting on the topic, when inquiries were made, the U.S. Air Force fact sheet on the UFO was often referenced. Since the termination of the Project Blue Book, nothing has occurred that would support a resumption of UFO investigations by the Air Force, according to the fact sheet. Given the current environment of steadily decreasing defense budgets, it's unlikely the Air Force would become involved in such a costly project in the foreseeable future. Now let's take a look at how the DOT has responded to some of the critical issues. Of course, we know that while the Air Force and whoever was telling uh, the American public that they had no interest in investigating UFOs, that simply wasn't true. Louis Elizondo was busy leading ATIP doing just that. Now it goes on here, it says, Was ATIP UFO related? On December 16th, a December 16th, 2017 story from the New York Times titled Glowing Auras and Black Money, the Pentagon's Mysteries, uh, Mysterious UFO Program, and a subsequent article written by Bender for Political titled First Revealed Details About the ATIP Program. They both also referenced intelligence officer Louis Elizondo as a person who ran the program. ATIP was largely funded at the request of Harry Reid, the Nevada Democrat who was the Senate Majority Leader at the time 
and who has long had an interest in space phenomena, the New York Times article read. Now remember, Harry Reid was kind of a big deal back then. He was Speaker of the House for many, many years. I mean, just like Nancy Pelosi is today. So this wasn't just some um, country bumpkin that was doing this. This was Harry Reid. It goes on, it says, The article explains how Reid had consulted in an astronaut who advocated a government UFO program and how he shared an interest in UFOs with his friend, Robert Bigelow, who eventually won the contract to conduct UFO research with ATIP. According to the New York Times, in response to questions from the Times, Pentagon officials this month acknowledged the existence of the program, which began as part of the Defense Intelligence Agency. Officials insisted the effort had ended after five years in 2012. The Pentagon has confirmed the existence of ATIP with Bender for Politico. Pentagon spokeswoman Dana White confirmed to Politico that the program existed and was run by Elizondo, according to the article. Now, I want to go off a little rabbit tail right, trail right here, because it's so fun just to Google these people's names sometimes and see what kind of mischief they've been up to. Now, we're talking about Dana White right there. She was a former spokesman for the DOT. And I found this article on NBCNews.com, and I think this is from a year ago, maybe? Or July 18, 2019, by Alex Wong. It says, Probe finds ex-Pentagon spokeswoman Dana White made staff-run personal errands. Ms. White misused her subordinates' time for personal services and improperly accepted gifts from her subordinates, the report said. Now, if you'll go over to the uh, Twitter account, UFO Warning, you can get there by going to at WarningSubUFO or simply find us at UFO Warning on Twitter. And I have a link to all the articles we're talking about today. And there's a link here with the picture of Miss White. It says, uh, oh, excuse me, this says by Darta Norno-Clark. Former Pentagon spokesman, spokesperson, rather, Dana W. White, abused her position by forcing staff to run personal errands, the Department of Defense's Inspector General concluded in a report released Thursday. White, who, re, who abruptly resigned from the Defense Department's Office of Public Affairs in December at the beginning of the probe, often made the staff arrange her personal travel, grab lunch and snacks for her, schedule makeup appointments at her personal residence, drive her to and from work on a snow day, and take care of her dry cleaning. The 62-page report said... She even had staff make phone calls to a foster care facility about adopting a child. The task often occurred both during and after official duty hours, the report said. The inspector general also reviewed allegations that White was disrespectful to her subordinates, but ultimately did not find enough evidence to substantiate an ethics violation. Former staffers told NBC News in August that White retaliated against employees who disagreed with her. The Inspector General's office said that it addressed claims of reprisal in a separate report. The office did not immediately respond to request for comment on what the separate report on when the separate report would be issued. Thursday's report followed interviews with White and almost a dozen witnesses as well as a review of emails from both White and members of her staff. The Inspector General also reviewed Defense Department ethics presentations, personal records, official and unofficial correspondence, and agency ethical standards. And the article goes on a little bit from there. 
Now that seems strange to me. I mean, we have this person who we're depending on to give us uh, honest, uh, open news about the UFO phenomena, and apparently she had to quit her job because of these uh, ethics allegations from her staff. Looks like a looks like an office that might have been in a little bit of turmoil. But just a side note, it's I, you know, I'm not alleging anything here, but I think. It's important that when we talk about disclosure, when we talk about what's going on with the DOD, with any of these bureaucracies, it's important to look at the people who are involved. Because if we have an idea of the character of the people who are involved, or maybe the pressure they're under, or whatever, it might open up our eyes a little bit, give us a little more insight into the whole aspect of this, of, of what's of what their investigations doing as far as UFOs are concerned, of whether or not we can trust them, or whether or not they're being sincere. So it's all part of developing a more clear picture. And here we have this woman that's that's acting as a spokesperson, and she's got an awful lot of drama going on with her staff to the point that she quits. Now let's say here it says. Uh, for two years, the news that the Pentagon had a secret UFO program that ran from 2007 to at least 2012 made headlines. Reed and Elizondo appeared in media interviews and commented on ATIP and its interest in UFOs. After all of the attention and analysis, the DOD called ATIP's purpose into question. It called it into question, yes. I think we could say threw them under the bus. According to John Greenwald of the Black Vault, in December of 2019, he received an email from Pentagon spokesperson Susan Gao. Now, remember, we talked about her in a podcast a while back, and you can you can go to the Twitter account, UFO Warning, do a follow while you're there. And you can just thumb down, and you'll see Susan Gao's bio there that we just found, I think, either from .gov site or LinkedIn. As I recall, she's got an advanced degree in communications and psyops or something. Hmm. It says, uh, Pentagon spokesperson Susan Gao claiming they want to correct the record and clear up some inaccuracies. The Pentagon now says ATIP was not a UFO or UAP program. Neither ATIP nor AAWSAP, an acronym for a project that included ATIP, were UAP related, the email read. The purpose of ATIP was to investigate foreign advanced aerospace weapons systems applications with future technology projections over the next 40 years and to create a center of experience on advanced aerospace technologies. Well, that sounds like a mouthful of you-know-what. I mean, it's almost like they just get these paragraphs out of an MBA textbook somewhere. You know, when the CEO of some company that's just misspending millions wants to really just throw it out there. I see a whole paragraph of just qualitative nonsense. And not one sentence that would give a taxpayer the information they need to hold these people accountable. This is exactly the opposite of the kind of response that we're looking for, in my opinion. This statement confused a lot of people. Well, the statement was intended to confuse a lot of people. Okay, The statement was not intended to be clear and accurate. I have the feeling that if you got this person under oath and asked them that same question, or they faced perjury charges, you probably wouldn't see a statement like this. And if you did see a statement like this, you might see the judge explode. 
That would be my opinion. Goes on and says in April of 2020, a, and posted by, I think it means a post by Vice revealed that the U.S. Air Force had investigated the release of U.F. videos related to ATIP. In the report, the U.S. Air Force stated Elizondo disclosed his involvement to several news outlets with Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, which focused research on unidentified flying objects. So you see, this is something that does bother me a little bit. You've got, you've got Elizondo here having involvement with several news outlets. So I I don't know why is that necessary? Is ATIP is that is that just a um, a psyops organization, you know, operation where uh, the government can leak information about UFOs? I I mean, why else would he have would he have relationships with several news outlets? Why not just like I've said a hundred times, why not just post the stuff online? I don't like that, I have to tell you. goes on and says, With Advanced Aerospace Threat threat Identification Program, which focused research on unidentified flying objects, the next month, in response to Swedish researcher Roger Glassell on the definition of the acronym AAV, Gal seemed to change her story. Wow. Neither the Navy or nor the Department of Defense uses the term anonymous, anomalous aerial vehicles, Rogal. In DOD, the acronym AAV stands for Amphibious Assault Vehicles. The contractors who prepared the 38 technical reports under ATIP occasionally use the term anonymous aerial vehicles, but it's not a DOD term. Well, excuse me, now you're... Before, it's, it's almost as if before... She said they weren't even interested in this stuff, but now she says, yeah, we had 38 contractors. The whole thing just seems quite maddening. I don't know. Neither the Navy nor the Department of Defense use the term anonymous aerial vehicles, she wrote. Okay, AAV is another term used to represent the UFOs. Although at this point it seemed apparent that ATIP investigated UFOs, Gal appeared to be revealing that despite her email to Greenwald, ATIP did indeed include research into UFOs. Well, it certainly does appear that way. I mean, if she says in the first place that it doesn't include research into UFOs, then she turns around and says that they have 38 contractors researching UFOs. I mean, what gives? Okay, then it goes subtitle here. Did Elizondo work on ATIP? Elizondo's work with ATIP was a primary focus of the New York Times article in December of 2017, as mentioned above. The political article released the same day had also confirmed Elizondo ran ATIP. However, in an article of Elizondo's claims, in an article critical of Elizondo's claims published in The Intercept on June 6, 2019, Pentagon spokesperson Christopher Sherwood called this into question. There you go. There's Eli, there's Eli, about to be shoved in front of the bus again. Man, this guy must have a sore back. He told the Intercept ATIP did pursue research and investigation into unidentified aerial phenomena. However, he added, Mr. Elizondo had no responsibilities with regard to the ATIP program while he worked in OUSDI, the Office of Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence. Up until that time, 
up until the time he resigned, effective 10-4-17. This statement came over a year and a half after the articles that exposed the existence of ATIP, and after dozens of interviews with Elizondo in mainstream media. Not one person involved in ATIP questioned Elizondo's involvement, including Reed. So, you know, nobody cared about ATIP, and nobody cared about the fact that Louis Elizondo ran ATIP until those videos came out proving that UFOs are a real thing. Sherwood told The Intercept he could not confirm White's previous statement to Politico. He claims to have established Elizondo did not work with ATIP with, with personnel who were still there. The latter is an interesting statement given that DOD claimed ATIP closed in 2012, but we will address that later. Yeah, still there. Wait a minute. Five years later, still there? Come on, man. It's like an old boa constrictor. Let loose a little bit then grab hard. Let loose a little bit, then grab hard. And before you know it, you can't take another breath. This is why I say you cannot depend upon these people to give you disclosure. Any disclosure that you get from them is just going to be a controlled narrative. Goes on, it says, there was already an abundance of information confirming Elizondo worked on ATIP and it kept coming. Now, this is what you call gaslighting. When you have the facts right in front of you for everybody to see, and then the the person trying to push the narrative, okay, the, the protagonist, they just make a completely false statement right in the face of truth. You know, the husband or wife walks in, catches their mate in the act of cheating. I wasn't doing anything. I mean, it's just... It, it's done to create cognitive cognitive dissonance, and that's what that's about. This is a this is a psyop operation, and that's where somebody's in the middle of something. Uh, they're shocked. They're like, "Wow, I can't believe it." They're just faced with the facts, and then the protagonist comes along, and for some reason, they don't want this person to be aware of the facts, and they just make a flat out lie. They just deny. Oh, you didn't see anything. That's not there. That's not real. It's called gaslighting. It's just it's what the lie is so big that basically you're just lighting the place up. We see this happen a lot. We see reality in front of our face, and then one of these deep state actors comes along and just attempts to gaslight us by telling us not to believe our lying eyes. And it goes on here a little bit further and it says, The U.S. Air Force response to Vice in April 2020 Mentioned earlier, also seemed to confirm Elizondo's involvement in ATIP. The DOD never checked with ATIP contractors. Dr. Eric Davis, remember Eric Davis? We talked about him a few podcasts ago when he brought up the notion of, of vehicles not of this world. Big-time astrophysicist pretty much just outed the DOD there in those Senate hearings. If you want to know more about him, you can go back and listen to the podcast. And Dr. H. And Dr. Hal Puthoff, both of whom worked very closely with Bigelow and ATIP, confirmed to me directly Elizondo's involvement with ATIP. Puthoff responded to my inquiry via email. Documentation of Elizondo's involvement with, e with ATIP is dense. I reported to him often in the Pentagon as an ATIP contractor. 
And then it says, did ATIP continue past 2012? In the initial New York Times and political article, the Pentagon maintained ATIP was closed in 2012. According to the New York Times, Pentagon spokesman Thomas Crossman wrote the VA wrote the via email that the DOT, DOD determined that there were other higher priority issues that merited funding and it was in the best interest of the DOD to make a change. White used the same verbiage when she told political. Remember White, the gal that left because her employees were accusing her of making them do all the dirty work? It was, quote, it was determined that there was that there were other high higher priority issues that merited funding, and it was in the best interest of the DOD to make a change. But Mr. Elizondo said the only thing that had ended was the efforts government was the efforts government funding, which dried up in twenty twelve, according to the New York Times. From then on, Mr. Elizondo said in an interview he worked with officials from the Navy and the CIA. He continued to work out of his Pentagon office until past October when he resigned to protest what he characterized as excessive secrecy and internal opposition. Internal opposition. Well, it sounds like the old Boa was in one of those tightening phases. And maybe, maybe Luizondo decided it just was not a place he felt comfortable. Didn't like getting squeezed. How can you blame him? Elizondo was... Elizondo has maintained over the years that he left the program, continued under a different name. In May of 2009, okay, says that Elizondo has maintained over the years that after he left, the program continued under a different name. Well, that would be no surprise. In May of 2019, Sherwood confirmed the DOD still investigates UFOs. Now keep in mind, they told us that this program stopped in 2012. That's what they said. But that does not appear to be the case. The Department of Defense is always concerned about maintaining positive identification of all aircraft in our operating environment, as well as identifying any foreign capability that may be a threat to the homeland, Sherwood told the New York Post. Well, I wonder why that would not include drones flying in swarms over nuclear power plants. Drones that can't even be that can't even be identified as drones. Possible UFOs, UAPs, if you will. Why wasn't the Defense Department concerned about these things? Isn't Pali very part of the homeland? Shouldn't that be a secure environment? Wouldn't a rational, normal person be concerned about unknown drones swarming over a nuclear power plant? Doesn't seem safe to me at all. The Department of Defense is always concerned about maintaining positive identification of all aircraft in our operating environment, as well as identifying any foreign capability that may be a threat to the homeland, Sherwood told the New York Post. The department will continue to investigate through normal procedures reports of unidentified aircraft encountered by U.S. military aviators in order to ensure defense of the homeland and protection against strategic surprise by our own nation's adversaries. The following day, Bender broke the news on Politico that the Navy stated, there have been a number of reports of unauthorized and or unidentified aircraft entering various military-controlled ranges and designating airspace in recent years. They went on to say they were updating and formalizing the process by which reports of any such suspected incursions can be made to the cognizant authorities. 
Well, what happened when they reported those drones? I think they were told that, hey, we're working the third shift, call back tomorrow. I wouldn't consider that cognizant myself. Sleepy, maybe. Not cognizant. Further, they received, in response to requests for information from Congress, from congressional members and staff, Navy officials have provided a series of briefings by senior Naval intelligence officers as well as aviators who reported hazards to aviation safety. In Glass's list of questions to the DoD in May of 2020, he received a surprising response that an eight-tip type task force did exist. Well, there you go. After they told us it didn't exist, we find out that it did exist. And what did they say when they were questioned about that? Well, we weren't lying. We just made a mistake. Kind of funny how when Roger Stone made a mistake, they said he was lying and tried to send him to prison for what would have been the rest of his life. I guess it just matters on who makes the mistake. Glass will ask, in the Navy's effort to investigate sightings of unidentified aerial phenomena, is there a centralized office program or council that analyze such sightings. Goff responded, under the cognizance of the Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence, USDI, there is an interagency team charged with gathering data and conducting investigations into range incursions. As the preponderance of recent reported sightings are from naval aviators, the Navy is leading much of the effort. All reports of range incursions are sent to this team for inclusion in the overall effect, thus maximizing the data available for analysis. Well, let's talk about what really happened. They released the video to the New York Times, who released the video to Louis Elizondo, who posted the video with the To the Academy of the Stars watermark, and left it on YouTube to get, I don't know what, millions of views for the next couple of years before they came out and said, yeah, that's our stuff. That's what they actually did. The stuff does not appear as though it was going into some sort of a think tank where they could really diligently analyze it. The more you read this stuff, the more you realize that you're getting to run around. That's how I see it. It goes on here, it says, The real shocker came on June 23, 2020. UFO tweeter and founder of Skyhub, an effort to track UFOs using cameras and AI software, Stephen, Steve McDaniel, discovered some unexplained information. The Senate Intelligence Committee on Intelligence, SSCI, had voted to request that the Director of National Intelligence, in conjunction with the Secretary of Defense, put together a report on unidentified aerial phenomena. The SSCI says the report is to include information from the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force. Well, they did tell them to put together a report. I'm imagining that they already have they just didn't bother to give it to the Honorable Senators. Elizondo claims his task force is the one he was talking about when he said ATIP continued under a different name. Well, he probably would know. Now, we'll just finish up here. It says, why the game? There's been a lot of speculation about why the Pentagon has denied what appears to be self-evident facts, such as ATIP's focus on the UFO research and Elizondo's involvement in the program. Some try to give the DOD the benefit of the doubt and ascribe the problem to a lack of internal communications. Others believe the DOD is retaliating against a rogue agent who usurped normal processes to spill the beans on the information the DOD did not want out.
There is no definitive proof as to why the DOD has been such a poor source of information on this topic, but the problem doesn't seem to be going away anytime soon. Well, let me just put out there that that information has value. And these people are stingy, and they do not want to—they do not want to share valuable information with you regarding UFOs. And secondly, it may make them look incompetent if they did. We only have to look at the recent drone swarms over the nuclear power plants. Go back and listen to that podcast to see the, just the unimaginable level of incompetence going on here. How in the world can we have unidentified drones or UFOs or whatever they are swarming over our nuclear power plants and have not one iota of concern on the behalf of any part of the security or defense apparatus of the United States of America? It's maddening. Why can't they take a look at these things? And why should we trust them to give us UFO information when they can't even explain a swarm of drones who don't care about no trespassing signs? It goes on and says, in his article outlining the difficulty he, ha- he has had working with DOD public information officer on this issue, Rogaway writes, simply put, my experience with Susan Gao has been the worst I have had with any of the Defense Department public affairs personnel ever. The reason why so many journalists are interacting with her at all on this issue is that she now holds the entire media public affairs portfolio on UFOs within the DOD. Rugway continued, sometime shortly before I submitted my question, the decision was made to funnel every request regarding this issue to her and her alone. The services no longer had control of their own messaging on the matter. Why this decision was made has not been made clear. Well, they don't have to make it clear. It's a deep state takeover. It's the deep state under the guise of the Department of Defense collecting every last bit of data on UFO encounters and constricting. The big old snake's just wrapping around constricting. Constricting. And what's President Trump doing about this? Well, we don't know because it seems like with the takeover of the Department Department of Defense, his own military has pretty much just uh, really not said some very nice things about him, I have to tell you. I want to go back and just give me one second to find this right here and see what and see what President Trump's own military guys are saying about him. Now this is a This is more or less an opinion piece, but I want to go over a little bit of it because I found it so fascinating. Miley apologized for Trump. He must go. Trump has lost control of the Pentagon. Now, a lot of people do think Trump has lost control of the Pentagon, and I found this article on anti-empire.com. There's a link there at the Twitter account, UFO Warning. It says, America's top general is apologizing for appearing in a photo op with President Donald Trump after the forceful dispersal of protesters, rioters, outside the White House last week. This is from a couple months ago. Saying the move was a mistake. Yes, a mistake. He's Here he is, General Mark Miley, just basically spitting in the face of Donald Trump, his commander-in-chief. Senator Mark Miley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, also said that he was outraged by the killing of George Floyd and added that the protest that the protest had sparked spoke 
to the centuries of injustice toward African Americans. What's he doing? He's inflaming the riots. As senior leaders, everything you do will be closely watched, and I am not immune. As many of you saw the result of the photograph of me at Lafayette Square Park last week, that sparked a national debate about the role of the military in civil society. Well, quite frankly, President Trump walked down there in front of that church with the Bible and did a photo op. Uh, in his mind, he was encouraging the American people. But what did these communists do? Well, they made it look like Trump was trying to become a dictator. This is Trump's own generals in complete insubordination of the man. It's quite disgusting to watch this play out, in my opinion. As senior leaders, everything you do will be closely watched, and I am not immune. As many of you saw the result of the photograph of me at Lafayette Square last week, that sparked a national debate about the role of the military and civil society. Miley said in a pre-recorded speech to a group of graduates from the National Defense University released on Thursday. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's speaking to future Deep State employees and letting them know that he's on their side, man. Just give me a minute. We'll get this whole Trump thing under control. Don't pay any attention to the orange man. We're in charge. I should not have been there. My presence in that moment... And in that environment, created a perception of the military involved in domestic politics. As a commissioned uniformed officer, it was a mistake that I have learned from, and I sincerely hope we all can learn it, he added. Yes. Does Millet think that his speech, does Miley think that his speech leaked to CNN is not involvement in the military and domestic politics? Well, Pilgrims, Mark Miley does not know his place. It is not his privilege to denigrate the chief... <clears throat> the commander-in-chief, to anyone in public, much less a group of war college graduates on the occasion of their commencements. These fellows all hold very responsible positions in government, and he has spoken to them in such a way as to encourage insubordination in the chain of command. He should be retired immediately. He can then go to work for CNB or NBCS or NSBC, NS, MSNBC, where he can wait for putative President Joe Biden to appoint him SECDEF or something such thing. He's got a point. All around this situation, whether it's UFO disclosure or whether it's our more more immediate situation, that's that's in my opinion blatantly obvious between President Trump and his military commanders, where they're just they they just routinely ignore his directives. Whether it's the Department of Defense routinely playing word games with Congress and not giving them the UFO disclosure that they ask for. We can just see this deep state python just wrapping itself around the truth. Squeeze, release, squeeze, release. Constrict, release, constrict, release. Once you recognize that pattern of what's happening here, how the truth is being restricted by the deep state, and how the deep state is using what Ever bureaucracy or agency that happens to be available to push its agenda forward, which is to restrict and control and eventually kill the truth, then I think you will understand that there is no possible way that you will ever get disclosure from one of these alphabet agencies. If you like what you hear here, go to Anchor and support the program. You can do that on a monthly basis. It really helps. If you like the program, you can recommend the program to your friend. We can increase the audience size, and that also helps. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.